season eight of We Got Goals, the podcast by uswhatlife.com. We are doing things a little differently this season, featuring topics from our crew of expert writers, responding to moments in pop culture, and talking about whatever the hell else comes to mind. This week, we're talking about body image, and since our team is practically all female, and a lot of our readers and ambassadors are female, we're going to be referencing body image for women, although we know that men deal with their own complicated set of body image stuff, too. Anyway, throughout history, the standard of female beauty has often been unrealistic and difficult to attain, yada, yada, yada. You've heard this before, but those with money and higher socioeconomic status were far more likely to be able to conform to these standards. Research also indicates that body dissatisfaction is a best-known contributor to the development of anorexia and bulimia. That's according to the National Eating Disorder Association. And body image concerns start young, according to the same group. 40 to 60% of elementary school age girls are concerned about their weight or becoming fat. Wild. And more than one half of teenage girls and nearly one third of teenage boys use unhealthy weight control behaviors like skipping meals, fasting, smoking cigarettes, etc. That's too much. By the way, I'm Gina Anderson Cohen. I'm the founder of A Sweat Life. And joining me today is Kelly McNich, who leads our community, and Amy Potter, who is in A Sweat Life Ambassador, a professional trainer, and the author of an article on asweatlife.com that inspired this week's episode, Seven Steps to a Better Body Image. That's the kind of how-to content we need more of in our lives. Amy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Glad to talk about this topic. Could talk about it all day. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> we start every day at A Sweat Life, and now every episode of We Got Goals with a big question that really guides our day, and that's what's good. Amy, what is good? Anything in the world? Um, I'm headed home tomorrow, back to Michigan, back to the cold, um, but I'm excited to see my family and get some good fam time. Mmm, Michigander. Kelly, what's good? Um, I am going to say that listening to music in the morning, I just started to do this because my husband, Andy, has been traveling. And so I wake up before he does. So I've been able to put music on in the morning and it is so joyful. It like puts you in such a good mood. I've been listening to Oliver Tree in the morning and I like, I'm just ready for my day. Mm, I add that to my list. Mm-hmm. Add that to my list. I recently discovered Rosalia. I don't like, I know I did not discover Rosalia. Like she's been around and people love her, but I clearly have been so out of the music loop that I was like, what happened to me that I missed this? Anyway, my good thing. My good thing is overnight I had a dream that I found $9 million and it was via. It's a very specific number, but it was via like credit card points that we just like had lying around. And that was in the, (laughs) in the amount of 119 million credit card points that we cashed in for $9 million. I woke up like, "Ah, yes, I am rich and I do deserve it. And then I Googled afterwards, after Kelly and I had chatted this morning, um, nine in numerology means like completion, positivity, and finding money in a dream is also like, uh, essentially like a bright, positive outlook for the future. So I'm super into that dream I had right before I woke up. Anyway. That's amazing. <laughs> also, 
I just say it's amazing that you woke up and you're like, this is, means positivity. Because I would wake up and be like, damn, I don't have nine million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up, told my husband about it, and I was like, don't worry, I put it in the joint account. <laughs> we can share. <laughs> yeah. Amy, not to switch gears too too wildly, but what, what led you to write the piece on a sweat life that we're talking about today? Yes. So as a personal trainer and a health coach, I get a very like deep and personal insight into how women think and feel about their bodies almost every single day. And so I see how society has just like manipulated our views of ourselves and it just sort of like crushes me a little bit, a lot of it, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been able to help women build a better body image through these techniques. And so I was like, how do I write this in a way that can help people right now for free where they're at? I think a lot of people do need one-on-one coaching. A lot of people need therapy. A lot of people need both. Um, But a lot of people can't afford that or are scared to start. So this is sort of like, here's how to do it on your own. What are some steps to start? Or at the very least, can I plant a little seed in the back of your brain that's saying like, oh, the way I've been thinking about my body is kind of fucked up. And I also don't have to think that way forever. I can change. I can improve. I can grow. Oh, I love that. Kelly, what did you think as you were reading the piece? I thought the tips you gave were so helpful and also very attainable. Like, I I don't want to give one of your tips away. I'll wait. But um, (laughs) that's what I thought. Like, I just like reading it. I was like, this is something like you can just implement right away and like make yourself feel better. So I loved it. Should I, should I mention a tip or should Yeah, you mention it? the tip. Do okay. it. Go crazy. Because this is something I did. You talked about um, like cleaning up your Instagram. Like just, I, you know, you started Instagram so long ago and I'm like, why am I following these people that I don't care about? I don't know. They do nothing for my mental health. When I see them, it doesn't like, I mean, I don't feel either way, but I like, it took a while, but I like started unfollowing people just like randomly. I would take some time and just like unfollow and it's, Great. <laughs> yeah, I love so that. Great well, let's dive in, Amy. What advice would you give to listeners on building a better body image? And we can reference the piece, by the way, as you're listening to this. Uh, the piece is available in the show notes, also on asfaultlife.com. Okay, Amy, back to you. What advice would you give to listeners? So I am like a total root problem solver. I want to dig seven layers deeper, like go into the systemic issues, etc. So I always start kind of like there. I figure out the why and then we go into more like practical tips. So the first step for everyone is just to observe, like get an idea of what's going on in your mind. What are the voices saying? What are the negative reoccurring thoughts that you're having? What are the themes? Is it interfering with your life at all? How loud is the voice? Is it ever present every day or is it just every once in a while? Are there any like weird feelings associated with this? And that should be like a total non-judgmental process. You're not trying to change anything. You're not trying to force anything. You're just listening and observing. And then once you get an idea of like what thoughts you're having, then I want you to question where those thoughts are coming from. And this is sort of the like 
peeling back the layers piece, like what beliefs have you internalized? Where are those beliefs coming from? Where are you like seeing and hearing these beliefs being reinforced? And where is that coming into your brain? Could be your family, could be your friends making comments, could be coworkers, could be just society in general, could be bigger systemic issues. Where is that coming from? How long have you been experiencing this? Who's profiting on your insecurities? I think is a huge one. And what like helps me sort of like dig back into it. Um, And I can pretty much blame almost every like negative thought on sexism, objectification of women, racism, colorism, white supremacy, capitalism, homophobia, heteronormativity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) So all of these like bigger systemic problems, you're not going to be able to change that overnight. So I think having like a realistic framework of that and being like, okay, these things are contributing I can't change that as an individual, but I can change how it affects me by realizing that that's where it's coming from. Then once you realize, okay, I've been conditioned to think these horrible things about my body because of what society has taught me, because of these systemic issues, because of the way that society has affected the people around me and how they think about their body, then that has been placed onto me or I've internalized that from their comments then you sort of go into, okay, I've been conditioned to think this way about my body. That means because it's a conditioned belief, we've learned it. We can condition ourselves out of it or condition ourselves to think something new. And that's just a practice, 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 practice. In the same way that like for the past 30 odd years, we've been taught these things It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be like, oh, tomorrow I just love my body. Look at me. I'm awesome. It is a journey. It's a process. It's going to look more like a loopy roller coaster than a straight line. Um, But just practicing, 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 conditioning yourself, neutralizing the negative voice, and then practicing giving yourself more positive feedback and positive reinforcement. I love that. I think, honestly, I think of the the scene from... I'm going to say it. You're going to know what I'm talking about. The scene from Mean Girls where... Yeah, you said it. I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> where where uh, Regina George, uh, Katie Heron, um, and Gretchen Wieners, and also what's the... What, why can't I think of her last... I mean, she can tell the weather with her boobs. Yeah, yeah, her character. Are in Regina George's house, and they're tearing themselves down... And Katie had never been conditioned to hate her body. So she's like, what am I supposed to hate about myself? It's literally that. Yeah. What? I guess I hate my nail beds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the time. So I'm like, oh my God, what if I'd been like a fun little alien to this planet and walked in like, why do all these women hate their bodies? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, I experience that now sometimes when I hear people say things about themselves and I'm like, where did you, where did you get that? Like, it's always the most random, super specific things that you would never notice about somebody else. But because we as ourselves stare at ourselves in the mirror or like look super up close, you notice things that normal everyday people looking at you would not notice or nitpick or critique. But we've been conditioned to like hyper focus on random things, random, normal human physiological differences. Yeah. Well, okay. What's really fun about this podcast is we are spanning, or this episode, I should say, we are spanning different 
ages, over like roughly a decade. Amy, I'm guessing at your age based on when you graduated college. I think you're like 29. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Okay, we got Kelly. Are you comfy with me saying your age? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. We got Amy is 29. I'm 37. Kelly's 39. So we're spanning. You like- are not 39. Yeah. What? <laughs> Honest. You, but yeah. yeah. For sure. I would like the reader to acknowledge that I didn't get that kind of reaction from Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I came into the fitness industry and you were already at Crosstown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were a little older than me. Yeah. I, I got it. I got eight years on you. <laughs> but what's what's fun is all of us have have been at different points or are at different points in our journey with our body. I'm curious, how has your body image changed over time? Amy, do you want to go first? Sure. And um, also, by the way, all ages are great ages, and we all look fantastic. Period. Not for age, all of us. Okay, go ahead. Um, I think it's a very loaded question. Because, um, you know, like over the past 15 years, I could tell a bazillion anecdotes and stories. And I think the like how it's changed over a lifetime, like I said in the beginning, is more of a roller coaster. It goes up and down and loops around and then it goes backwards and then forwards. <laughs> um, so it's not like a straight line of progress, um, but it is such a breath of fresh air to not feel how I used to feel. Um, I remember like the first first memory I have of being insecure or noticing that I did not have a healthy body image was in fourth grade. I was in class and we had like high schoolers or college students doing just like a survey. And they came around and asked us to draw a picture of our body and then say like what we're insecure about. So I drew like a very distorted figure of like here are my like ginormous thighs and like I have huge thighs and that's what I wrote down as like a baby fourth grader (laughs) like my heart breaks for her um and then I started playing football and it was like a respite and a reprieve from all of those insecurities because rather than being like the one girl of my friend group who had big thighs, I was the girl on the football field who could run faster than the boys. And that like energy sort of like carried through middle school, high school of like focusing on what my body could do rather than what it looked like really helped change the narrative for me and helped even on days when I wasn't feeling good or you're hanging out with your friends, you're at the mall with your friends. It helped me sort of bring myself back to neutrality of like it's okay you can run fast (laughs) or like your bot your your big thighs are doing things for you that are good and fun and that you enjoy you don't have to fit this little box um and so I just have like an overwhelming sense of gratitude where I can still see the things that used to bother me but they don't bother me anymore it's just like very neutral I got stretch marks literally don't care at all I don't feel the urge to buy creams or scrub my legs or whatever. Like it just doesn't affect me. And I wish I could like bottle that feeling and implant it in every fourth grader's brain because save a lot of like mental struggles. Yeah. Kelly, what about you? You want to go next or last? Yeah. I mean, I I think, well, I relate to, ups and downs um, when I think about just different phases of my life. I think 
for me, the worst of it was probably like, I think college age. Cause it was like this, like everyone, my roommates or like friends or anyone I was around, we all were like on some kind of diet or like talking so badly about our bodies. Like it was just the culture. Like it just was what we did. It was so weird looking back at it now, but like at the time. So I think that perpetuated some very unhealthy, like disordered type eating and just like not great things around that time. But uh, I think when I look back on everything where I'm at now, I can honestly say I've, I've never been more um, thoughtful. Like I just, I move for enjoyment and I eat for enjoyment too. Enjoyment. Like I just enjoy it. <laughs> I say weird things all the time. Just wait. Um, but yeah, so I think that the funny thing that Gina mentioned earlier about our ages, I feel like now that's, like I feel like I'm in such a good place about working out and health and just those things but now um little things are creeping in and it's it's definitely like aging body stuff which is the whole whole other thing that we think about which is so frustrating yeah you think about the different phases like puberty you have problems college you got problems then as you get older you got problems because you have these different messaging about the way that you shouldn't have your body change and all of it is just our bodies naturally change and they age and they do different things Mm -hmm. and they don't fit this one ideal and society is like no you need to fit here but our bodies physiologically are gonna do what they're gonna do you should be a size two (laughs) 20 year old for your whole life with perky boobs and no wrinkles. Yeah. Just kidding. You shouldn't. Okay. So <laughs> I I feel like I was on the same roller coaster y'all were on. Um, I did put myself on a diet as like a child, like a kid in, in elementary school. And I packed my own lunch. I had that autonomy and my parents like had no reason to suspect because I would pack a full lunch and like throw everything away except the jello. So that you know, like jello, <laughs> like what an idiot. <laughs> so that, that went on for a little bit. And then I sort of like realized, you know, like I needed to eat, uh, and channeled that energy into movement. So I, I had like a more disordered attitude towards exercise because I refocused the control I had had over food into exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember like a very specific conversation I had um, with a woman who was my boss when I was working at a retail store, mm-hmm. casual corner for those who remember it, no longer exists, um, but it was part of the Brooks brother, brothers family, but she was 30 um, and I was 19. We had this conversation. I was in college and like home for the summer. And she said to me, just wait until you're 30. Your body might not look the way you always imagined it looking but you're going to feel so much more confident in your skin. And I remember her saying this and I remember thinking like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like, like that's ne- I'm never going to be 30 and that's never going to be true. And then I'm like, today I'm, I'm like, I'm in my thirties and I can confidently say that I'm the most confident I've ever been in my body. Um, it doesn't mean my body like air quotes, like, looks the best aesthetically. It's more just like, this is my body. I love it. And I love what it can do for me. Um, 
I was like blindly confident in college, although I was constantly on a diet. I would just tell people I loved my body, um, but I didn't actually love my body. But now I like, I love my body and what it can do for me. I do have to take, like Kelly was saying, like, I do have to take better care of it. I do have to be aware of recovery of warmups because my body needs that extra care. I can't just jump into a workout. I have to make sure I'm like, you know, like actually doing the things I'm supposed to do. So I don't pull a muscle or hurt my back. <laughs> but yeah, that's how, that's how I've aged over time. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so valid. And something that a lot of people experience is like back when you have, when you're the more so the ideal, when you're 20 and fit yeah. and young and whatever, like you're so insecure and then you get older and you get less insecure. <laughs> like yeah. just as become more aware of like, no, this is my body. This has been my body for the last 30 years. Like there are, there are, there are facts and things, you know, that probably aren't going to change because that's your body type or that's your genetics or whatever. And you just like come to peace with it and you realize, you know what, this is what I got. I got to take care of it. I got to love it. And yeah. Yeah. And, and like the faster you can get there, the happier you'll be because trying to, I know this is like such a loaded thing to say because it's also like, we're all dealing with different circumstances. Thus the therapy piece Amy mentioned, but there's once you can like work through whatever programming you have, whatever deep ties and connections, like the, I always call it like the knots in my brain like untying the knots in my brain and understanding like, what all the connections are that make me think the way I think, like the happier you'll be. Um, so it's not just like a look at your body and say, I love it. Like, no, like do the work. Yeah. Um, do the work. Be patient. <laughs> yes. It's going to take a minute. Um, yeah. And now it's time for <laughs> show and tell. share a tip, a resource, or an article to help listeners with body image. Amy, as our guest, you get to decide. Would you like to be first or last in show and tell? Um, I can go first. It's sort of just like a, a repeat of what Kelly said in the beginning. So social media, like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Instagram, but let me show and tell it. Um, it, it can be so toxic if you make it toxic. But the cool thing about the algorithm that maybe people don't understand is like you can choose what content you see. You just have to be super intentional about it. Mm -hmm. So unfollowing accounts that make you feel worse about your body, regardless of what the content is. Like as a trainer in the industry, I have people that I love in person and and can get along with in person, but their content on Instagram doesn't align with my values. And it is totally okay to not follow somebody, even if you respect them in person, just because their content doesn't align with you. That's okay. Maybe their content works for somebody else and that's totally fine. And then I think once you take that out, then who do you follow? Following more people that are like unpacking fat bias and fat phobia, people who are spreading messages about body image, following a, a greater variety of body types, people who look like you, people who don't look like you, different sizes, different shapes, etc., all exist on Instagram. But if you're following only people who post perfectly posed, edited, whatever, you're not going to understand that cellulite is normal or these things that you're insecure about are normal if you're not seeing it. So adding that in and then also having the self-control to not mm -hmm. click on clickbait articles 
Um, like how to lose your love handles in 10 days. Don't click on it. It's clickbait. Do not touch it. Don't click. Cleanse your social media and have the self-restraint to, to not screw up your algorithm again. <laughs> and it's inaccurate information. <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> you can't spot train. False. Exactly. Um, False so the only detox we should be doing is detox your Instagram. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh, hot tip, Kelly. Hot tip. Okay, Kelly, do you want to go next or last? I'll go last. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I was about to take a sip of coffee. I won't. My tip, okay, my tip is one that works personally for me. I do not benefit from knowing the data point that is my weight in any way, shape, or form. I am a person who obsesses over data. I don't need it. So I eliminated all weight-based tracking in, in my life. One great example is even at the doctor, like I won't look at the scale. I ask that they don't tell me what the weight is. Um, and it works for me. They don't ask any questions. And if they do, I just say, I don't want to know. Because <laughs> I don't. Um, Kelly, what's your tip? I also haven't. I don't have a scale either. I don't know the last time I weighed myself. And it's very like brain. I don't know. I don't care. I don't think about it. Yeah. Um, so this is another tip I stole from Amy, but that I'm going to extend a little bit. But Amy wrote about um, giving compliments to young females in your life, but in a way that's like talking about their talents and their ability. And I love that. And I think it can just be extended to humanity in general. It costs nothing to be nice and to say a compliment. And um, I think we'd all just feel so much better if we were all just nice and compliment each other. Um, so yeah, I, I would take that out into the world. If you see someone, and we actually have a great article too on our website about um, like how to com compliment a female without directly talking about your body. Like there's so many other things you can compliment. So go out there and compliment someone. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'll link to the article about how to compliment a woman without talking about her weight in the show notes. Mm -hmm. That is an oldie but a goodie um, that was written after actually an interaction between Kristen Guile, who's still in the Sweat Life family, um, and me when I said she was looking very skinny. And she asked specific, this was years and years ago, and she asked very specifically that I not talk about her body again. And I learned a great deal from that interaction, and I so appreciated her feedback. Um, all right, let's talk about something we're loving this week. It can fall under food, friendship, fitness, or fun. Amy, do you want to go first or last? I'll go first. I love it. <laughs> I am obsessed with this turkey chili recipe from Monique at Ambitious Kitchen. I have made it three weeks in a row and I'm obsessed and I'll probably eat it all winter until I'm sick of it. <laughs> okay. We're going to link to that in the show notes too. Um, Kelly, what's your, what's your so thing you're loving this week? I live in Colorado and it's ski season. I am not a very good skier, but I'm getting into it. And there's this company. I just bought some new um, ski attire. It's a company called Half Days. And they're based out of, I think they're based out of Denver. It's like three female founders. Um, and it's just like aesthetically pleasing and also functional. And even though I'm terrible on the slopes, I'm excited about putting on something that makes me feel good because all my other stuff's like 10 years old. Um, so yeah, check out half days. Um, they sell it really fast though. So I don't know, get on that early. Yeah. <laughs> Try your best. Try your best. <laughs> uh, we'll link to them in the, in the show notes too. 
Kelly, I would appreciate a photo of you in your outfit. Um, I picture you in like a ski bunny outfit, but I don't know. Don't, don't correct me. <laughs> okay. My thing I'm loving this week. So at the time of recording, it is December. It's before the holiday season in general. Um, we are airing this in January. So keep that in mind. As I say, like the thing that I'm loving is being, uh, an auntie, like a designated auntie for none of us on this podcast have children, but being a designated auntie, um, for a couple of my friends, kids and getting to be there, um, for this really cute gingerbread house decorating moment, um, that just makes, warms your heart, makes you feel like you're involved in like the upbringing of the youth of America. It's like two very wonderful, smart, creative children who just created like such different little gingerbread houses. I really recommend anyone out there, like find someone to be an auntie for. <laughs> find, a kid. find a kid, you know, um, ask nicely their parents, um, you know, don't just take a child. Amy, thank you for joining us. Where can our listeners find you? Where can they train with you? Tell us all the things. So I train with Ladies Who Lift. Um, uh, our Instagram is Ladies Who Lift Official. Our website is ladies-who-lift.com. And then my Instagram is amy.wholifts. Oh, this was lovely. Um, this has been another episode of We Got Goals, which is in a sweatlife.com production. Thanks to Ryan Deffitt for editing, Ryan Barayuga for video production, and thanks to all of our listeners for taking part in this podcast and listening wherever you get your shows. Amy Kelly, thanks, thanks. for joining me. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. Bye.